Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete, perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week to give you the giant box of wellness crayons, not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape. Today's host is someone I go way back with. His name is Sean Cardinale. Sounds like a baseball player. He's a coach, writer, and activist who returned to coaching on sex and love addiction at the outset of the pandemic after a four-year hiatus. He speaks the language, and his coaching style tends to lean toward 12-step recovery, which saved his own life and livelihood 14 years ago. He's also very transparent. Sean earned his local certification through Linda Bark's Holistic Coaching Methodology and is pursuing his ICF certification and a degree in social work. So beyond sex and love addiction, Sean's practice focuses on intimacy, relationships, divorce, dating, and the creative process. Enjoy Sean Cardinale. Hi, Alan. Hey, how are you doing tonight? I'm well. How are you doing, man? You know... I was watching Power Slap, professional Power Slap earlier. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, but it I've seen I've seen burly dudes smacking, right? But just like real yes. quick, like on IG, but I, yes. I but nothing, yeah. You oh, watch it, it like there's a channel I was watching on YouTube. It. YouTube, YouTube and Instagram. I was watching it and it's just these guys standing there and then they count down. I'm going to slap on 3 and then they do these rotations as they practice and, and then they just wind up they wind up they clock their and then bam slap each other in the face <laughs> okay I'll, I, i'm just watching i'm like this is for like out of shape guys this is like a professional league for out of shape guys who can't do mma so they're going to just slap each other i just, don't get it is there how's the it. pot is there um, like if it's ten thousand dollars i might get my face Slap the shit. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I I just watch them and they're they're pretty cool. I mean, you know, when you see somebody hit the floor after being slapped, you're like, really? That didn't look that hard. Come on. <laughs> but then there's some that you think are just gonna knock their head off and they just take it. And they like exactly it's like the bull, like the red in the bull's eye. They're like, oh yep. shit. Now they're gonna come back yep. with a wallop. It's weird, man. <laughs> it's it's weird. weird. I don't get it. See, to me, that's a straight thing that I just don't get. <laughs> Well, they're very, well, they're a lot, but you, but you don't know. There might be some bears in there. Cause that's what I was going to say. Those guys who are mainly Russian that's true. or Eastern they, block. That's so true. I'm dating myself. That's true. War reference Eastern block. But yeah. No, we're well, trying to get back there anyway. So. <laughs> you got to be there in a minute. Anyway. Anyway. Hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. 
just start welcome. We just uh, starting with a little non sequitur. Um, we were going to discuss today, Alan, depression, mm -hmm. with a very early caveat. Because of course, grown men slapping each other for meager means leads right into a discussion about depression. And uh, wanted to say very early on, neither of us are psychologists, psychiatrists uh, in, in our coaching or in our personal lives, not um, depression um, experts. However, we both do suffer forms of depression. Depression. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I thought it would be, we thought it would be a little pertinent because being single, being alone, uh, can, as I was through the entirety of, of COVID, the entire pandemic, um, can be, um, can exacerbate, right? Or have you catastrophize or spiral or you just, it's quiet all around and there's no one there and it's very loud in my head. Mm -hmm. And so then I have to find a way to manage that. And frankly, since you and I are recovery brothers, I think a lot of the 12 step recovery tools and my therapy have helped. Um, but that's what we were going to go over, um, today and how we've coped and maybe, a, a, again, a nod toward what do you do when you're single or even single on purpose? And then you're like, well, but fuck, like I'm just stuck in my head today and it's not a good day as far as the chemicals or the situation, whether it's nature or nurture, right? Everything all around or just within, um, what to do and how to handle it. You want to kick it off and tell me like, what, what's your earliest, what's your earliest memory of, of, of a depressive bout? Mm. And do you know the origin or did it just come? Uh, see, the th to me, there are degrees of depression. You know, I've had moments or bouts of like acute depression. Mm. But I think I've had chronic depression for longer periods where it's, you know, I think my, my teen years and were, was chronic depression. And then it was acute post, post high school into early college. Depression was just, it threw me off. It, it completely threw me off. Mm. Um, and then it went back to like this chronic thing for a while until um, I got meds and got better therapy and things like that. But to me, there was most of my teen years, I would say was just chronic low grade depression. Did you, do you think now, now, like I was mentioning the nature versus nurture, do you think it was something that burbled up in your brain or was it because of prior incidents? And, and I'm asking you this because you're my my brother, not because it like some out of weird curiosity, but did it have anything to do with your, um, your sexual growth, your sexual history? Cause I can't remember if you like, were you in the closet ever or were you always out and, <laughs> and like, but the family was like, what the fuck? Like, what, does uh, any well, of that play into it? And were you, were you ever having to hide your, your, your being gay? Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> And I say that because I was, I had this memory earlier today of, God, I was, we had moved into our new house and I had depression, you know, How old? Uh, but I, uh, 
I was probably 13, 14, but I was like acting out where I was um, shoplifting things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so they were, I was like taking action figures, fitness oh. men's magazines, posters of men, and I hid them in the closet. <laughs> and then- And there you go. <laughs> and, and I- <laughs> And I hid him in the closet. And one one afternoon, we're outside washing the cars, and my brother comes running out of the house. So I'm I'm 14, 13, 14, and he's 10. And he's so excited. Mom, mom, look what I found in the closet. Look what I found in the closet. Oh shit. And I was I, I was mortified. All of it. Was it the, was it the GI it. Joe's or was it the He brought all of it? He brought all of it. He brought all of it. It came early and and Santa's queer, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's gay Santa Claus. Oh Why my not? God. I was like, I was like watching the whole incident unfold from like 30,000 feet away, watching through <laughs> these little, little eyes. What the hell is that? Like literally coming out of the closet that way. Sweat. Sweating. Yeah. Oh, it was like this cold sweat. I mean, it's not even like actual water it's just like i think i'm gonna pass out i think i'm gonna die here and my mom my mom like looks at all of it and then she's like um maybe the previous owners left it here good cover holy shit for a 10 year old that's a pretty good on the fly cover oh yeah that was probably no that was my mom yeah that was my mom to him yeah. Oh, no, yeah. That's what I mean. That's a good for for her. Like just like like thinking it. She's like, uh, here. It's exactly. Like son, give me those. Please. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, pretty much. Yeah. So at that point, my family knew I was gay. I'm just saying. There was. <laughs> Scarlet, right? There was no Scarlet. There was no uh, uh, what's the mistress cobra, whatever. It was all no. like snake eyes and like snake Canada eyes. Oh and, yeah, and, and like uh, uh, all of it, all of it, and wrestlers and everything like that. Oh yeah, and it was like what wrestlers. Was it wasn't any. Porn. Oh like no, they were just like no, no. exercise. They were exercise fitness magazines. So I mean, the men are like in speedos, right? So right, I mean, right. it's just Tiger Beat. Right, all of this stuff. Tiger oh my god! <laughs> so, it was, so, so there was GI Joe action figures, uh, probably like Schwarzenegger or Ferrigno back in those days. Yes, and then and then and then uh, uh, David Cassidy or so. Well, no, thirteen. Oh no, it was Menudo. It was Menudo. Eighties, yeah. So Menudo. So, okay. Menudo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And back and uh, yeah, New Kids on the Block, dude. That yes. yes. Beat. Oh my god. That's gonna be the name of this. This episode is gonna be named Tiger, Tiger Beat. Beat. How we dealt with depression. Dude. Or how depression befell us. Oh yeah. So at that point, at that point, then like 14, it's like depression. I mean, because wow. like how do you deal with that? Right? I mean, it's one of I was mortified. Yeah. Mortified. But at the same time, I think it made coming out, you know, a few years later easier because my parents at that point were like. Okay, clearly he's gay, you know. Right, duh. right, so, right. Yeah. Did you, in high school, with the, that was sort of the low grade, the chronic, mm-hmm. um, did you try to date girls? Did you try to assimilate and just see, even though you knew oh, how no. you felt? No. No. You were like, no. ah. Okay. Nah. I knew. I mean, I knew. I, I, it was not going to, it would not be fair to any any woman, you know, because it's like, uh I, I knew, you know, and I know when I went to college, this girl I went uh, was friends with, 
she tells me, she's like, oh, I broke up with my boyfriend to go out with you. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to let you know I'm gay. And she's like, what? And I'm like, sorry. She's like, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, sorry. You know, like she's like, but I broke up with my boyfriend. Oh, well, wow. Oh maybe you God, can go back with girl. him. Right, right. Oh, I know. She's like, well, can you like kiss me at least and see? And I'm like, mm, wow. I guess so. It was like the only woman I've ever kissed. Yeah. And I was just like, I just started laughing halfway through. I'm like, ugh. No. No, just, no. This one, I'm glad no, to no. do the video recordings now. Th th no, this no. has to be, any of your facial expressions the last like three minutes have to be the screen caps for this fucking one. Because it's just, <laughs> you're just, it's great. You're so expressive. Uh, so you're, like, you're like the black Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. No, okay. no. I, I mean, I, I knew from an early age. And so it was just one of those things that it was like, there, there's no need to do that. I, I do know that like, you know, all of my depression is rooted in, in childhood trauma. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I know that. I mean, I, I, I see where it comes from. And uh, okay. I mean, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother. You that's know. like three other podcasts. That's like a trilogy some, yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that. All right. Um, well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate how you're mentioning it got uh, acute in college. And I'm going to share my little story going up to college and then see and then, and then com and compare notes. Mm. So mm -hmm. I remember. So I, I think there's always something a little there. Because I, I, you can't have like your dad abandon you at birth, and right. not have some kind of existential like self worth issue, right? Some mm -hmm. deep, even as a little kid, right? It's like, oh, it's my mom, and we're cool, and it's the two of us, and she did her fucking best. And thank God, I have a huge extended family. You've met some of them, um, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, like seventeen first cousins and all that. So I had a big support system, very social, which right. is definitely how I am to this day. But here and there, um, you know, all that alone time, some of it feels like creative and quiet or, you know, meditative. And some of it feels like just like this weight. Mm -hmm. Right. And then once I got my next dad, my new dad, my namesake dad, um, I specifically remember. And, and that's where the porn and their and alcoholism and emotional and physical abuse all came to the fore. So it's like, duh, now we're going to get into it. Now my brain is right. going to start, going to start doing whatever, calcifying, doing whatever it needs right. to do to protect itself. But unfortunately that's like, it's in the mode of shutting me down and I'm very creative. Right. I'm very right brained. I write, I used to draw nonstop. And so that mm. actually was a coping mechanism uh, before, during, before and during the porn even because the acting out for me wasn't hiding all the, the, the stealing and hiding them in the closet, but it, it was um, just drawing nonstop. So it was, there was mm. good acting out. I, I can't call mm. it good acting out. Let's not like muddy the waters there, but there was good. There were healthy outlets. There were healthy yes, outlets. There you go. Outlets. Thank you. There it was, I yeah. mean, there are stacks and stacks. There are albums of my art still. I mean, from like eight years old to about 18. Oh dude, nice. I was creative as fuck. So I would stay in my room and this is when like the, Shit would hit the fan even more. This is like when I'm like third grade and then I skipped to fifth grade 
And I remember during those years in this one room, it's very nice, big room, this big, huge two-story duplex we were in that my dad owned and hardwood floors and very old 1940s. And the sun would come in a certain way during the day or during the morning. But one Saturday, I just couldn't get out of bed. And I had a TV in my room. I was very spoiled. I had a little black and white TV and then later a color TV in my room way before any of the other kids did. I come from a ton of privilege. So I never, as much as I talk about, we talk about the addiction, we talk about depression, we talk about anxiety or whatever, or being abandoned. There's a slight salve in my family's money. It doesn't Mm -hmm. cure anything, but I never want people to misunderstand that, you know, it wasn't like we were about to be thrown out on our ass. Like I had plenty of resources and tools even if my parents didn't use them, we still had that, that, that comfort. I'm not going to bullshit about that at all. That material comfort, right? That right. buffer. Right. So anyway, I just remember one weekend, I didn't get out of bed till like three. And it was like mm. hot. And, and even if I was uncomfortable, I just was like, what am I doing? I kept rolling over and going back to sleep more. And then rolling over and going back to sleep more. And then like, Ugh, I don't want to do anything today. Like, why wouldn't I call my buddy Michael? Why wouldn't I see what John's doing? Why wouldn't I go hang out with my dog or something, you know, I, it was weird. And I just could not get up. I wasn't motivated right. to do anything. Right. And that was kind of off and on all the way through junior high because things got worse in junior high. And then they really, the shit really hit the fan freshman year of high school. I was smaller than everybody else. I was 4'11 as a freshman because I was younger. I graduated mm-hmm. when I was 17. So I was 14 as a freshman. Usually I think people are 15 or whatever. And, um, my dad's shit went out into the world. Like our private lives were made public. Mm. Talk about fucking mortifying, right? Mm. That, that was my, that was my cold sweat and my, my reveal. I'm like, Oh my God, like all these secrets and lies and bullshit are now, you know, and I had kids coming up to me with, was that your dad in the newspaper? I'm like, yes. Like, what the fuck do Mm. you say? Right. It's like, you know, it's like teens are teens. They're just going to like either fuck with you or be genuinely curious. And I'm like, fuck either way. I'm like, Oh good. Let's talk about this. Yeah. This will help. (laughs) This will help my psyche, my disposition. (laughs) So I found the crew, you know, my homies. Yeah. You've met, I think all of them. And, um, you know, these, the, the crew are these five, six guys still friends with to this day, same age as you and me, almost 50, one Damon's 50, um, already the old motherfucker, if you're listening. And, uh, we really gelled. We, our friendship, like solidified sophomore junior and senior year. So that acted as this buffer. Mm. And then similar to what you're saying, I went to college and I thought it was going to be great. I was at Berkeley. It's this amazing historical campus, like prestigious, all the protests, all of this and the personality and the colors and the music and the, it's the Bay area, which I love. And nothing could get me out of this persistent funk. Like I just, I was fish out of water, no matter what. We had a party like the first week in the dorms as freshmen on, at the end of the hall, Ida Sproul Hall, seventh floor, 20 people were in this like eight by eight room and out into the hallway and we're blasting music on my, on my stereo and everything like CDs, right? You know, 91, 92, 93, the music was fucking amazing. It's just mm-hmm. amazing on every level, right. hip hop, rock, you know, everything. And I could never convert that. I didn't really mm. make those those people didn't become my friends. I just isolated. And I did a ton of poetry. That was one huge outlet. All of a sudden the drawing switched to poetry and I wrote more poems in about a year long span than the rest of my life. Probably Mm. a thousand, like more than, I mean, just like 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But I never could get rid of that. I was like, why? Like I was going home to the family that I had wanted to run away from, that I was happy to get away from when I graduated high school after all that clusterfuck that I just mentioned. And I could never, um, yeah, man, it, it was it was untenable. It was there, but I didn't know what to do with it. And I didn't have the tools like you and I do now through right. therapy and 12 step to handle. It was weird, dude. I couldn't. Yeah, it, it just no, hit me. I, you know, I, I it's nice to hear that you use a creative outlet like poetry and writing and things like that. I I walked. I mean, I became like I isolated and then I would walk. Right. And so I would walk for hours and like for a long period of time, that's how I have dealt with depression the most is through walking. Mm -hmm. But um, it just my walks needed longer and longer to get out of my head. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I was walking hours and hours before I could get out of my head. It, 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 I think it probably started with like a loop that was probably like two miles. And then by the end of the two miles, I was still stuck in my head. So then I had to go around again and mm-hmm. again and again. And uh, it, so like by the time, oh, I would say, oh, 10, 15 years ago, uh, I still think I'm much younger than I am. So when I have to say dates like 10 years ago, uh, it just... <laughs> like, oh, it, no, I- it, it gives me depression. No. <laughs> it gives me depression. <laughs> right now, real time. Everyone's getting a real time experience. Real time. Yeah. So then I, you know, I had to go walk more and more. And so it wasn't until later that I added writing to, to kind of get out. Would you, when you're walking, was it for the cardiovascular, like the physical to sort of literally burn it out or was like stretch your muscles or was it nature and or just being out? Because for me, getting into a park, even walking through a city and I and just being almost like a tourist, which I do anyway, when we were in New York last year, I mean, mm-hmm. you, know, you just look at mm-hmm. everything, you just soak in everything. That would be also a similar outlet for me. I would just get out, just get out of the four walls that were closing in. And I would walk up and down like telegraph and back around again, you know, uh, uh, through, we had, we had a eucalyptus grove uh, and mm. Cal, like the whole West part of the campus is this, you know huge grove that smelled great because it's eucalyptus. So I would do shit like that, but it was, it wasn't like, I wasn't thinking like, like I do now, I'm, I'm going to go right. to the gym and burn that out. I fucking love that. Cause you can feel right. your brain shift as you're like sweating and exerting. But back yeah. then it was more, it, it was just to get out literally just out of my head, out of my space. I think, I think for me it was, um, to walk out of a depressive state. I think because like my depression, I was like so, so into my head and so insulated and so isolated that even being outdoors, I didn't see anything around me. So the walking and so I'd go walking at night, you know, or I'd go walking early in the morning, uh, dark. I mean, Mm. like, so I go walking down what I did. Yeah, I go walking the bosque down, you know, by the river at like four in the morning. So I'd get up four in the morning. I go walk up like miles, miles from my house in the dark. And then 
I'd pass some people every once in a while who had headlamps and I'm like, maybe I should get a headlamp. Yeah. But I didn't like, I didn't like, because it took that long for me to like literally walk out of the darkness until it was light. And then I could go, Oh, okay. You know, then I was getting out of my head. Wow. You know, that is really, that's potent, man. That's powerful to, to hear. And bosque for anybody, for the gringos and anybody not from New Mexico is the bosque is like the, uh, uh, woods or forest that are on either side. They're cottonwoods, a type of oak tree on either side of the Rio Grande here in Albuquerque and well, all the way down even south past Albuquerque. But so, so when Alan was saying bosque, bosque or bosque, uh, he was walking through basically the woods forest. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I would pass this, I would pass this woman uh, who would be walking towards me and I could hear her suitcase because she was homeless Wait, and she'd what? be, yes, she was homeless and she'd pull her, her suitcase behind her, but she was always dressed to the nines, always dressed to the nines. So wherever she was sleeping, she would get dressed and then walk with her suitcase and I would pass her at some point and it took weeks of me saying hello to her before she even acknowledged me and like she would just walk right past me like i wasn't even there you and were characters uh, and recurring stories she was the crystal waters woman she was who the song yes. was after like she yes. just looks good la da dee la da da and she's home with yabba dabba doo yabba dabba dee yabba dabba doo so she would so she didn't acknowledge you till at least three weeks at least three weeks. And, but every morning I would say, hello, hello, have a good day. Hello, have a, nothing, nothing. And, and I know it made sense. I mean, it's like, here's this, this guy who's like six, you know, six, one, you know, dark complected walking towards you in the night. And, and it didn't matter. Alan, right. Alan is a, has not only the height, but he's, yeah, you're, you're a big dude. Yeah. And so, so he, he's walking towards her and then, and it didn't matter that she's a black woman walking towards me, right? Mm. It was just one of those things. It didn't matter. It was, at that point, it's just gender, right? It's just like, mm. I'm a woman. This is a man walking towards me. I'm not even going to give him any kind of acknowledgement, you know? Mm. Uh, and it's dark. So, you know, my, my, my fierce walk in the middle of the night is not something she can exactly see, right? So she right. doesn't see this big old queen coming at her. She's just like, <laughs> I just see a man. Coming at me in the dark. I want to share. I want to share. That's a, I'm surprised. I wonder, have you written about that? Because, you know, we're both writers and you are really good at the short stories and, and picking on like the, picking up rather the, the, the nuances and the textures and the tones of a story like that. I can totally see you writing that and talking about the leaves and the sand of your feet yeah. and the sound of her, the wheels rolling behind her. Yeah. The suitcase the click, wheels. The click of her suitcase. Yeah. Um, I wanted uh so that's enough. Put it on the list. These are the things that I always tell. I always tell Alan, like, right, motherfucker. And he does all the time. But there are a couple of stories that you have stashed. And I'm like, God 
damn it. And one of them you promised by the end of this year. And we're already in, I did. in, in, in spring. So, you know, you've got yes. nine months left. But uh, uh, there is a website, because I did want to, again, to clarify for everyone listening, uh, not therapists, not psychologists, psychiatrists, and not experts on depression. We're sharing our experiences, similar to our 12s, experience, strength, and hope. And so I do want to share some of the hope and the strength and hear some of your coping skills and share some of mine and what um, I found online. It's literally the first link that came up because I wanted to at least give folks a list. People like lists and um, and see if you relate or don't to some of these. There are 12, but the last two are like go to other links. So I'm going to leave those alone. But uh, exercise regularly, need healthy foods. Oh, so by the way, this is a list of 12 steps to it says overcome. You know, I love the word manage instead. I don't say control. Mm -hmm. I don't say mm -hmm. beat down. You know, we are practiced. You and I are practiced in surrender, right? Right. Right. Like the, if it were Kung Fu, it's the way of the open hand. Like it's not the squashed fist. It's the, ah, the surrender, letting go, opening yep. the, opening the fist and having the open palm. So um, 12 ways to, to manage depression, exercise regularly, need healthy foods. We both, I could definitely yeah. do more of the latter. Dude, I cheated again with McDonald's today. It's terrible. Dude, I'm, just, hey. I'm, like, I'm like, one of these times, one of these is going to be the cancer causing one. Like one of these is going to be like, bing, it's going to hit that cell and something's going to, it's just, it sucks. I'm like, dude, I got to stop. I got to stop. Yeah. It's, it's, mm. it's not an addiction, but it's, it's pretty bad. So it's uh, addictive health, though. It is addictive. It's I addictive. Mean, it's, it's just mm. salt and fats. And so mm. anyway, exercise regularly, getting back on that. I did. Right. Got to get back. So we both have been sharing about that. Uh, reasonable amount of sleep. I never sleep reasonably. Never. You don't. No, you don't. Never. No, you don't. Never. Never. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. Do you? Do you have a regular sleep pattern? Uh, yes. Uh, and part of it is because I've I have forced myself. You know, so like I have, like uh, I will turn off the TV about an hour before I go to bed. You do that whole precursor yes, I do. thing. I yes, am I not do. so disciplined. Yeah. No way. Uh, and then I will either read, you know, uh, sometimes I'll do the crossword. Sometimes I'll do the crossword. So oh, it's still okay. like so in the screen. 60 this year, not 50. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon yes. you'll be reading Agatha Christie. <laughs> Just like I do read. I do read Agatha Christie. Okay. That's either your age or you're being a queen. It's one or the other, or both. <laughs> no, but I, I do like, th I do like mystery thrillers, so I read those as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But like, I don't mind listening to the radio because, like, I'll listen to a, a baseball game or music. But I turn off the screen portion, and then I'll cool. read, and then I will try and meditate before, and you're, uh, so that you I, I can shut my brain. I do meditate regularly. I do yeah. meditate regularly. Um, and so then I do that before I go to bed so that I can like help shut down the thoughts. But it it has to be like, uh, uh, like I have to do it. I have to do it. Mm. So the, since this is a single, single on purpose uh, podcast, is it easier to keep with these, with this routine when you're solo or did you do it with your last uh, boyfriend or did, uh, did it I, break? Was it, was it less regular? Uh, it started being less regular. And then near the end, uh, 
I had to go back to it because I needed it for myself. I needed it for myself. And, and I think that kind of contributed to, it was one of the contributing factors because he'd be like, well, I'm going to watch this show. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, aren't you going to watch it with me? And I said, no, like I have to get up early tomorrow, you know, for work. You could have like you have, four or something still, yeah. right? Well, now it's about five, but like still, you know, it's like, I'm like, you have to get up early too in the morning, you know? So it's like, but it, it, it it's sorely like, um, I think it contributed to us separating a bit. Uh, but that's interesting. And God damn it. Like each of our podcasts is like a Russian doll could be a whole other fucking fractal tangent thing. But also though the relationship was was getting kind of rocky and i feel like that move was you taking back your routine for yourself for myself yes yeah and being like well yes. i don't know what's gonna happen with this relationship but i'm not going to like fuck with my depressiveness my addiction or any of these other right. things that i'm managing right so i'm gonna get back to routine which is good right it's good, for, good yeah good for you which is actually a good note for anyone who's you know uh, looking into depression themselves is, is like that sort of for you, what can I do? Yes. I tell one of the things on this list is um, where is it? Create a list of small goals to achieve, check them off as you accomplish them. My little caveat with that one is, and, and what I've told other um, uh, uh, like clients of mine when I'm coaching is if you are just stuck, if the gears are just grinding, like you just cannot go. And you know, you've got eight things to do in the day and you're getting more and more depressed and even maybe anxious because you're like, oh my God, that clock is just ticking and I can't move. Um, I say, just pick one and pick the mm-hmm. easiest one just so you can go like, bing, fuck you, depression. I did that. I brushed mm-hmm. my fucking teeth even like whatever. Yeah. My rule, dude, for myself, and I stick to it like with, with an adherence that you probably do to the sleeping because again- you know, and I know my sleeping is completely jacked. It always has been. Um, I rarely service. I'm rarely at the service of my sleeping uh, cycle. But I, um, my rule for myself with the depression is get out of bed. At least just get out of bed. And in the darkest part of 2021, hmm. which maybe is another podcast. <laughs> but um, when I was really facing some core, core shit. And in a good constructive way, but it still was very, very, very depressive. There was one day where I li- I just le- like one leg, two legs, was grabbing onto that pillow like, no, I'm just going to roll over. And I was like, no, just get a foot. And my bed is like a pillow top. So, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm only 5'8". So I'm like, where's the floor? Fuck, it's reaching out to the floor. Like a little, you know, like a fucking Muppet, like Kermit's <laughs> legs, you know, just like dangling all, you know. And and I just, and it was one. And I, and I was like, okay. And then I put my weight on my feet, right? I lean forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, I'm like going through the mechanics of getting my body out of bed yeah. to get the day going. And it worked. It worked. I, I have yet to succumb like I did. When I was that little boy at nine years old, sleeping till three. Uh, So that was a nice circle back around. I I can get the fuck out of the bed. Now I can, I still wrestle, but. With going, going to bed. So I I was going to ask you. I still wrestle with the depression the rest of the day, whether for a couple hours or for, or for, if it's really hitting me like three quarters of the day until the evening. And I'm like, woo, I'm like fucking Prince, like the t-shirt I'm wearing. I'm like, let's fucking party like it's 1999. And I just get all this energy back again. Which is, so, again, uh, the sleep. Well, let me, 
yeah. Well, let me ask about that sleep because I had this thought. Uh, come, come and it goes back to something. It, oh, it, it goes back to something we talked about the last time when you mentioned, you know, you and your girl and about moving in and uh, is a reticence to moving in because you would have to start to sleep on a schedule because now there's another person there. Okay. I kind of feel like that's a gotcha question, but I love you. And, <laughs> and, gotcha. I'll be like, and then I'll be like, fuck you, Alan, because my lady is kind of a night owl like I am. So... <laughs> I, I, yes. Like, okay. No, 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 okay. no but, but, for, but for real, it just so happens that, um, you know, we have this really cool thing where it's going to be all other tangent, dude. I'm trying to like not be as loquacious as we both are, but for recording purposes, uh, she can just totally chill and do her thing and I can chill and do my thing. And just, mm -hmm. it's just great being in the same room together. And she even put up a little cute little IG one day about it. There was a, a perfect little animated meme, almost looked like anime. Um, or, or not manga, but yeah, a little like cutesy, whatever. And it was just like, we just, she's doing her thing over on the couch. I'm over here at the kitchen. No, uh, no, I, but it'll be like midnight. And all of a sudden like, uh -oh. she'll finally pass out and I'll be like, Oh, you know, she stops answering back when I'm like checking in on her. So no, hmm. uh, the hmm. reticence to moving in. Is no, I, it, I, you don't, you don't have to answer that part. I was just, I was just wondering if on your part, you know, that like, when your sleep issues, if now there's going to be somebody there to go to bed with on a regular basis, you can't, you know, after a while be like, well, you go to bed and then I'm just going to be up. So far, I'll tell you, and it's only like months, like not even half a year. So far, it's been a mix. Sometimes okay. we're like, let's go to bed and we have a, we have a great sex life. So it's like, let's go yeah. to bed and have fun and go to sleep. And then sometimes she will finally, she will pass out on the couch and I'm still going. Um, she was rubbing my head the other night while we were watching uh, Sandman, how appropriate. And I passed the fuck out on her. So, and then she mm. woke me up. So it's been a mix, but I'll, but to be continued, because it's a good question. And so is that little gotcha about moving in. That's, that is a whole other podcast. I have no like fear. I just don't want to do it yet. It's a space thing. And She's oh, I get like, that. I get yeah, that. She's over like three, four nights out of the week anyway, more than half the yeah. week, most yeah. often. So I'm comfortable. Um, this <clears throat> okay. is not what this fucking podcast is about. But anyway, well, no, no, I, but I, 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 no, I, and because I think when we talk about depression, you know, we think that it it's like one direct thing, you know, like, oh, mm -hmm. if I go and fix this one thing, then my depression is going to go away. And for me, it's it's an amalgam of things that are going on in my head that mm -hmm. after a while they get to a point and it's either I haven't looked at something, I haven't addressed something, I haven't um, accepted something. And all of those are the factors that lead to depression in addition to the chemical. That's the... That is the podcast fucking commercial right there because I have a very similar fucking experience. It's mm. usually like, so last year was dealing with fi finally a huge core thing was revealed to me, right? I did breath work. I did therapy. I did this thing. I did that thing. I was coaching. We were coming out of COVID early 2020. 
two, two um, and, and part of a good chunk of 2021, much tougher than 2020. And I was like, what is this? What is this? What is this? And I had obvious stressors like financial ones and, and a couple other things um, and career ones. But this was the this was the gold mine below. Right. This was the oh, my mm. God, the vein of gold, like way down. And so I was both I was fascinated with the reveal finally. And it happened actually with uh, Brandon Grew, you haven't met, but I've done podcasts with him. He's a breathwork coach and a men's work coach. Okay. Dude, I, I, I have to uh, I have to plug him and say, dude, I think you would really appreciate the breathwork. Mm. So this shit was revealed. This core stuff was revealed. And I asked for it. Like I went into the session with him going, I got to find out what this is because I know that there's something. It's the tip. It's the, you know, now we all mm -hmm. use the iceberg analogy. Right. I know there's right. something massive underneath the water. I was like, right. but I, I can't quite put my finger on it or I'm in such deep denial that I'm dancing around. I just keep looking around the tip and not under mm -hmm. the water. Mm -hmm. We go into the session. I come out going, fuck. <laughs> mm -hmm. So in a way, mm -hmm. the reason why I say, because I was going to come into the session with you today going like, I'm going to talk about dark night of the soul, but it wasn't even that self wasn't even that self uh, mystifying. I can't think of the phrase. It was difficult, and it was um, and and re and and hitting on the self worth issue was what it was in mm -hmm. the end. Um, kind of like when you kind of like when you find sadness underneath the anger or the rage or the anxiety up above, right? Those are like mm -hmm. secondary emotions, and you finally go, boom! I'm actually really sad. That's my five-year-old self. That's my nine-year-old self. Who's right. right? This was that mine, and so having finally gotten some clarity on that, and having it reveal itself and just blow me out of the water, I still was depressed. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. on bupropion right now, and and I finally started taking drugs about a year and a half, two years ago, because the chronic depression, like you were saying, like it would be the morning for a little bit. And a few days a week, then it would be every day of the week, just for a little bit. Then it would be every day of the week till 10 a.m. If I'm getting up at like six or seven, then past lunch, then get into the afternoon. I'm like, OK, three quarters of my day now is getting is, is me wrestling with myself. And I really relate to how you're talking about. It's something that hasn't been addressed or accepted or needs surrendered or released. I had a very, very similar scenario. And so when I got that core issue revealed, asked for it and got mm -hmm. it, thank you universe and thank you, Brandon. And you, you were one of the angels. Holy shit, everybody. Let me give Alan props while I'm here. I call you, Brandon, a friend of mine, Kieran, and I think my sponsor, and I can't say his name, um, you're my four angels because in four different conversations or exchanges or experiences with you all at the beginning of 2022, that core depressiveness, that, that, that self-worth, whatever it was unlocked. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was a self-worth thing and I'm not going to define it more than that. That's for me, but that's what it was. And, and, right. and, and even consciously going like, oh, maybe I just don't, you know, think this way about myself or that way. This was going, oh, now I get it and get why. And this is why there are all these layers. And no matter what I do and I, you know, you and me are out there like gregarious, social, right. writers, music, pop culture, 
you know, uh, you were great at my four eighth. I still remember like all six. I thought you were six three because you just you even looked bigger than six one. But uh, you know, I remember you and me and a couple other people like dancing at my four eighth and stuff and just mm-hmm. having a blast. But no one has any idea. All you know, the 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 iceberg, the interior, no under under the water. And so tapping that and having you and a couple of people sort of help me exorcise that with an O, yeah. um, my depression, which still prevailed in 2022, it lessened, but it was still prevalent, but I had kind of a why, which is mm-hmm. what I tell all my clients not to fuck with. I'm like, don't worry about mm-hmm. the why. Let's just get into the how to surrender it. But yeah. So I'm going to shut the fuck up now because yeah. that was kind of a long run. No, that's good. I, you know, I was thinking about like, like when it comes to getting out of depression, I will say that I know that even today when I am in a depressive state, right? So uh, where I just feel melancholy, I feel it's not even nostalgia. Maybe there's like a wistfulness. It's depression. I just don't want to do anything. I don't, I right. don't want to. Uh, and it's like surrendering to the depression. I know that taking a shower usually always pulls me out of it. Like if I have to take a shower and if I have to shave, usually I have to shave too because I don't, I don't, self-care. I let my beard, yeah, it, that's right, self-care. self-care. I let my beard go, all whatever. And then, so then I have to shave. So it's like if I take a shower and I shave, that self-care, it pulls me out of it. Mm-hmm. Almost like I want to say like a hundred percent of the time it pulls me out of it. And I know that. And so I avoid it. Oh, I was just about to ask you. So then do you, do you do the thing like I do? Do you get your feet on the ground? Do you get into the shower when it's really bad? You'll, you'll skip and you'll still kind of stay in the sauce for a minute in the stew. Yes. Yes. For how long? Yeah. Uh, a day. At least mm-hmm. a- until, until it's time that I have to, I have to re-enter world. I have to re-enter society. I I have to deal with, right? You you need an extrin- extrinsic uh, motivation. Something outside of yourself forces you to go ahead and shave and 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 shower, and then, and then uh, you do it. And do you feel better? I, well, I always feel better, and I went. It's it's extrinsic, but it's also that I need. I'm I'm done wallowing. And now I'm ready to accept. Uh, like there's, there's okay. no. You, I've reached a point where it's just like, look, it is what it is. Wallowed. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it's time to put on your big boy pants and go out there and do whatever it is that you need to do. But let me pick on that phrase that you just said right there. But do you do bootstraps with yourself? Because I try. It only sometimes works for me because. Same as with my clients, I try to go like, oh, there's the younger boy, there's the quiet guy, play some hip hop, play some music will snap me out of it. Music will mm. fucking save my life nine out of 10 times in the, in the mm. morning because because um, that's when it hits me. I wake up mm-hmm. with it. And you know, my um, a different executive coach uh, that I was working with recently, um, he had a whole spiritual take on this thing. And he's like listening to one of those like, uh, ascended masters or whatever. I don't know what his spiritual path is called, but he was, he reminded me because I was talking about the ADHD and the depression and the anxiety and, and all the things and, and how that's affecting work. Cause he was an exec coach helping me with work. 
And he was like, you know what? It's so amazing. We'll do everything we do. We'll get to the end of the day and, and all the right, all the wrongs we righted and, and, you know, and we'll get out of our depression. We'll mm-hmm. shave in your case or whatever. We'll, we'll just have that day. And then we go to sleep and God damn it. If the unconscious, the subconscious doesn't just reset. And for me, it doesn't reset like, oh, brand new day. It resets like all that goodness. I now have to like sort of earn back. And it's it's a really terrible mm. feeling. But mm. but I, I, I and I want to hear what you think about that or, or what your process is uh, beyond that. But also beyond music, you know what I was doing for a while and it was in that darkest part last year. I, like I said, even if it was coming at eight or nine at night, I would get that energy, that fucking second wind mm-hmm. at, when it's dark. Cause that's when I used to write into the evening as a kid, like till three mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. This is where the sleep pattern, mm-hmm. all this stuff has, you know, all of it started in my childhood, of course, and the drawing and all that and the self-isolating. Um, I would start to leave voice messages on my cell of how good I felt the night before. And mm-hmm. I would speak to myself in the, second person i'd be like hi morning me or morning sean um remember third person third if it's you oh you're right okay third yeah so uh i would leave a message for my morning self going i know you're gonna feel like fucking dog shit tomorrow it's it's coming it's been coming there's only a few days now where it's not it's okay here are the things that we are ruminating ruminating over tonight. And none of this is not true tomorrow. It's all true tomorrow. You just won't feel like it is. It's like mm-hmm. a fucking reset from a sci-fi movie. You know, it's like fucking not minority report. What, you know, it's like a groundhog day thing. And, and so mm-hmm. I would, and, and I would listen to myself the next morning and it would help because I was like, Oh, that's so true. So if, so if you're saying, if you're talking to yourself, like you have to remember this, you have to remember that. Okay. That's second person talking to yourself. Like, but if you're like, Sean, do you know what I mean? Like, like Sean yeah, does yeah, yeah. this, Sean does that. Then Oh yeah, know. no, then it's, it's more second. It's more second. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah yeah. 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 Okay. I was, I was listening to what you were saying, but then I got stuck like, going, what, are, what are the viewers going to think of me? You know, because, because we're both writers. Because we're both right, writers. and I'm you like, I, I, grammar. I, I, I did, really I did. Tool, I was great fucking tool. I'm sharing you, <laughs> asshole. And we get caught up on, you know. I was, it was so great, and I'm sitting here like stuck in the grammar. I'm like phrases and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do a fucking diagram? Why don't you do a sentence diagram? While we're at it? A short line is a direct object. The longer line is the indirect object. <laughs> I was totally doing that in my head. Yeah, that's, totally, totally, that's all right. What's it? Name another. We're we're, we're we're almost to an hour. What's another uh, tool? Like some of these over here. Are, so that was one, and I actually shared that with a couple of folks. I was like, try this. I I just I don't even know. I just came up with it one night because I was like, I'm in mm-hmm. such a good way. And you know what I was doing? I think I was journaling, and then I was like. If I and I was doing a voice journal that I'll just transcribe when I get mm-hmm. even too lazy to type and I type mm-hmm. them quickly, but I'm like, fuck it. And I think I was gonna transcribe it, and I was like, oh, I can listen to this in the morning and yeah. I can hear like how stoked I am right now. And so then I started making an actual practice. So it was I kind of stumbled upon it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I like that. You're still like that. Fucking question marks and punctuation. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else though? It says journal. Does journaling snap you out or does it kind of keep you in the mire? Is it too rot over rot or does it help no. you offload? Well, it does help me offload, but I journal every morning. So mm. I set the timer and I journal every morning. So artist way uh, shit. Yep. Yep. So I have stacks and stacks of journals That's from wonderful. years. A yeah. long hand. So, a long hand. Yep. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. You're all like fucking seven. Which, by the way, yes. we've never yes. worked on a critique of the Batman. We're going to have a separate podcast, everybody. It's going to be pop culture. It's going to be straight, gay, pop culture, comics, politics, brown, white, black, everything in between. That'll be our own thing eventually. But uh, And so we, we get very into movies, and we've never sat down and, and debated the, bat, the Batman, Matt the Reeves. Batman. But one part of that reminded me of all your journals. First, it reminded me of Seven. Then it reminded me of how the Batman ripped off Seven. Just that one part. Just that one part. His lair, huh. that was that was John Q's lair or John Doe's lair in Seven. Fuck me if I'm wrong. Promises, promises. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are you pausing? You know I'm right. All right. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent. So again, it's another podcast. What else you fucking? <laughs> I'm blushing. I've known you fucking no, I, fifteen years, and I'm blushing. I know. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, <laughs> do a creative activity. I don't know. That's another. That one. yes. Well, I will say that when I'm wrestling with depression, uh, engaging with creativity is a definite way to pull me out of it. And what and, are your outlets? What What are your? I mean, besides journaling, you're a writer. What else? Uh, well, I do collage work. And so oh, I would right. say like, if decoupage. I decoupage, right. And so if I, if I do that, it, it pulls me out of depression. Nice. Music. Like you said, music is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and, and so like you were saying, when, when you are wrestling more than surrendering and you mm-hmm. know that the shower and the shave will help, but you don't, is there shit in there somewhere? Shit, shower, shave. It's usually a three point process, but, uh, usually, but like, I know television does not work. Mm-mm. No, because you're in the couch. You're literally just sinking. That's the mind. Deeper and deeper. Deeper oh, yeah. and no, deeper. I can't. Yes. And I love movies and I love TV. But that so do is I. a terrible but, way for me nope. to go. Terrible. Nope. Wow. Okay. So that's that. we have that in common too. But um, so your wrestling with not shaving and not showering is me not playing music. If I'm not, if I'm not going to just hit like De La Soul, just the whole catalog got released. I've been yes. playing Three Feet High and Rising over and over again. Right, me, myself, and I. That me, myself, and I can snap me right the fuck out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I don't go to music, that's gonna be a tougher day. That's gonna yep. be tough for a fucking yep. day. Yeah, yeah. To me, the 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 clause where depression really has its clause is it all of these things that you, you read off that list, all of these uh things that I know are gonna pull me out of it. Don't do it. It's almost like depression says, you don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't Be need miserable. to listen to music right now. Mm-hmm. Be miserable. Mm-hmm. You deserve You deserve to wallow for a little while. It's so powerful, isn't it? Yes. And yes. Uh, 
It, when I got it my worst last year, I, I did, like I said, I kind of marveled at its power, kind of like the addiction. Like mm-hmm. now, to, I can, I, I like respect that shit. I'm like, damn, you had me from mm-hmm. nine to fucking 30, whatever the fuck, right? right. 35. Woo, you had me. I, that's mm-hmm. why I don't fuck around. That's why I have my apparatus in place, all my work and tools. Yep. Similarly with depression last year, I was like, wow, brain. Like it felt alien. I'm like, there is something else in my head that doesn't feel like me, but is affecting me deeply. Oh, it is me, a part of yes. it. And yes. so that's when, but instead of freaking out about it, like like a, like an episode of Black Mirror, I was more, it was more like National Geographic, like look at the brain mm. doing its thing and its natural environment and like misfiring and causing this fucker to overthink everything today. Let's watch Sean try to get out of it. You know, so yeah. I would marvel. But yes. it was still hard. Don't get me wrong. I would, I, sometimes I would laugh out loud while I was on my own. Sometimes I would get a little cry like, wow, dude, you are really working on me today. And, yeah. and, and just try to find that one thing. Like, what, like you say, like finally, like what's going to get me to shave? What's going to yeah. – cooking food became – cooking became yes. a thing for me and my kids and my family during COVID. And that also helped. I would just – because it's not rote, but you're, you're, it's active. I'm not going on Active. a walk, it. but it, I'm it. having to, it's creative too, right? I'm like, yes. Ooh, if I put too much fucking paprika, I'm going to like make this thing, it tastes like a salt bomb. So, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because when you were saying that, when you read the list to me earlier, one thing that I don't know if I, I heard on there or that we've talked about is reaching out and talking to someone. It's on there. We didn't get. Oh, to is it? Okay. We're both, we're both. But 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 let's stick with that. Let's say it was. So we covered so many of these already. Create a list of goals. That's when you know do the one thing. Journal, music, creative activity. We both talked about that. Don't isolate. Be around people, even if it means going to a store. That's not what you're talking about, though. You're right. It's saying no. reach out to someone specific. And saying I'm depressed. Mm. Mm. You know, because it's it's. Talking to someone, it's calling them and saying, hey, this is what I feel right now. Mm. This is what I'm feeling, you know, because that is the most vulnerable part that, and, and one of the most challenging things to talk to another person and say, hey, I'm feeling depressed. You know, I it might be easy like on a text, you know, if we text and say, oh, I'm feeling depressed today. That's not the same as like if I call you on the phone and say, hey, how are you? I'm depressed today. Mm. Completely different super honest and vulnerable. Yeah. I have judgment issues around that. Not judging you like myself oh. and probably others. Um, so part me. Part of why. <laughs> <laughs> so you are and you have depression. So I'm judging you. Go fuck yourself. So, so, So this is, this is going to be really fucking candid. Part of why I, you know, we were brainstorming and I was like, what about a depression episode? Cause we we were kind of going to touch on similar topics, dating, this and that recovery. We have, we have, we have a bunch, we got like fucking hundreds more in, I'm sure in our brains about this, about anything for podcasts. But I was specifically thinking of my experiences last year. I know that you, you know, have shared just like you are right now and, and have made calls or texts about yours. And you'll surprise me because you'll seem fine, like you're saying, via text. 
And then if I get you on the phone, you'll be like, no, it's, it's been tough. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't even, I, I can't catch it. There's no tone. And if you don't say it, I'm depressed on our text thread that mm-hmm. we share with other people for specifically that to touch base, whether recovery or whatever, yeah. depression or anxiety, whatever, dating, anything. But uh, I have judgment around it probably because I still judge my own depressiveness, right? Mm. Like it's a, a consciously I'm, I'm good. And again, with that deep dive that started last year, I'm getting better with the self-worth mm. thing. But if I have, I'll tell you what it is. It's grandiosity too, because I feel like I have all these tools and God damn it, I'm going to use one of them. And if I don't, it's kind of how you were mentioning the, the, the brain talking to itself, like, why don't you just wallow a little more? Why don't you just fucking mm-hmm. shut the fuck up and, and not get help? And so when I hear other friends or family air it, so, wow, this is really fucking contradictory. I'm going to lose all my clients right now. I have like zero judgment with people who I know through my job, through my, mm-hmm. through my coaching work. In fact, my coaching, this is a little sidetrack, my coaching has affected my parenting because I'm like, if I can listen to all any any wild manner of stories from people who I've known a couple weeks or days and they're like sitting down and opening themselves to me and I'm going to offer some kind of tool or just a sounding board, just listen. I can do that with my kids. I need mm. to apply that same thing with my friends and my yeah. and, and other family members. And when some people come to me um, and I feel like this is interesting. I wonder what you think of this because I'm going to go a very specific way with this to, to get off my fucking shoulders and get it back on you. I sometimes feel like, uh-oh, I'm in a good way. I have good energy. I have my whole night planned out. And if I stay on this fucking phone for 40 minutes, 50 minutes trying to hold space and I can't right now, I might dive myself in. So I get very defensive and a little bit judgmental and I get a little scared that I'm going to get yanked in. And it happened recently because you know, all the things I'm fucking, you're helping me with a letter of recommendation, all these things, you know, I'm just, I got my, my antlers. (laughs) Antlers Mm -hmm. I've got my, you know, my, my lines out everywhere. Like I do and trying to accomplish, you know, eight things at once. And I had the good energy the other night and I was like, oh my God. And so I got a little judgy and I had to get off the phone with someone sooner than I might've. And it felt judgy because I was like, oh, I, can, do you have a tool? Like I, here's, here's 18 tools. Can you use one of these? And then later on, I, I, I felt bad. I probably need to make an amends. I'm probably mm-hmm. good to make an amends and get that off my mm-hmm. chest because I even bounced it off someone else, uh, 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 a mutual, uh, 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 someone else, the scenario. And they kind of, called me out <laughs> yeah they yeah. were kind of like dude you know you know i think compassion. i think if we're if we have well that's that's it and i think even holding space for another person requires boundaries and that's where i get caught it, up it's hard for me well it you know well that's to me when i hear that that's like saying okay well i can solve your problem so i'm going to solve your problem here so i don't i don't need to put boundaries because i'm about to solve your problem um, it's great. grandiosity. you know, and to me, it's one of those things that says, okay, well, uh, if somebody says, Hey, do you have a moment? I have half an hour. 
that and 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 at the beginning it's setting the boundary at the very beginning i got 15 minutes because i got i got to get ready for another call or whatever so i can give you this much space and i can hold it i can i can be present and hold that amount of space for you and then and it's completely being there with that person mm-hmm. completely like session with a client yeah and 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 you hold that space and then it's like oh, i'm sorry i have to go but i can we can do this again later this week and i can give you some times you know i have this time and this time and this time and then i let it, i let that go and then i have to go yes and then you know yeah but you, you i have to set the boundaries at the beginning yeah yeah you just coach me. And this is not atypical. By the way, everyone, when I say like, oh, you just coach me, I'm not condescending. Alan is fucking sagacious. Mm-hmm. Is it sagacious or sagacious? I am fucking up with the with the with the fucking language today. Anyway. I left Alan the grammar some- Nazi behind. I, I, Alan has some uh, some good wisdom and insight, and so I appreciate that because I did struggle with it, and it was recent. And again, I was like, "Why am I cool with like you know people I've just met in a professional setting?" But I, I'm like judging folks. But I didn't. What I call that is when I'm going to a place, and either I don't really want to go there, but I, it's an obligation, or. I've had a bad day and I want to be there, but I know I've got some weight. I know I got, I'm wearing a backpack, an emotional backpack. I do the, you know, six and seven. And I just do the, like what you just said (sighs) before I -hmm. walk into, you know, my, even my family's home, right? I know Mm -hmm. it's a different energy, right? My ex-wife, her guy, our two kids, their teens. And if I've had a tough day, eight, nine, 10, certainly 15 years ago, that would have been war. But mm-hmm. now, but and I didn't do exactly what I'm saying and what you just offered to do before I got on that call. I kind of went in like begrudgingly, and then I'm putting it on the person I was talking to as opposed to no, I didn't set the boundaries, especially knowing ahead of time that I'm struggling with my depression and I've got good energy tonight. So I, I'm like, no, no, the depression staved off, and they are too. So let me be real clear, like you said, about how we can engage and I can be there for you. And then not resent or be pissed off at myself mm-hmm. for letting the time just fly by. So thank you. That was uh, really fucking helpful, actually. Really helpful. Mm-hmm. I I think that there's so much to talk about with it that it's almost like it requires a part two. That's fine by me. That's fine by me. I wish you... Then it's a good thing to end on because you, you know, again, boundaries for dealing with this <laughs> boundaries with ourselves. Yeah. That's a good note. Well, I, you know, I mean, to me, it's one of those things that it's like, like, you know, I read lists of depressions uh, on depression and like, I love self-help, right? Like I've read, I've read a ton of stuff on it and uh, I'm a fan of therapy. I'm a fan of journaling and, and I recognize that, all of these tools are there and yet depression doesn't care about any of them mm. any of them mm. it like at at its heart to me depression is like a 
a really bad lover, you know, that needs your attention, you know, but you're trying to, to you. but isn't good to you. And you're you stuck know? giving them the attention or right. you can't. Well, because you love them. It's one of those things because you love you. them. <laughs> it's you. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. You, you love them because it's you, you know, and, and usually what you're doing at that point is you're entertaining past versions of yourself. You're giving past versions of yourself the opportunity to live out their fantasy. Their negative fantasy. Yeah, I like That's that idea. Yeah, I like yeah. that idea that it's sort of like, because usually it's a depression is rehashing something, right? And, uh, or that malaise, even if, even if you've got a malaise, it's like, oh, I should have done this at work or, you know, and there's that that fantasy quality where you were letting the past version of yourself have free reign for a while. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, yeah. Fucking ending on that note. We're ending on that note. It's a great fucking conceptualizing, great, you know, encapsulating what it feels like yeah. and how it's yeah. so sometimes intractable. Just, just, just mire stuck. Yes. Really yes. good. Thank you as always, Alan. We'll, we'll definitely, let's do We'll do a second one. There are plenty yes. of notes. There's, there's half that list left. Um, and when we start the next one, we should start, we should front load, just revisit all the tools we shared, the shaving, the this, the that, the run. Yes. Just so folks Agreed. can that. But thank you as always, brother. Thank you. You have a good night. You too. Okay. Bye for now, everyone. Bye. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story and you could just record it directly from your phone and email it to theangrytherapist at gmail.com. Also, if you want our Single on Purpose newsletter, go to singleonpurpose.life that's singleonpurpose.life you will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also uh, zoom links to private gathers so if you want to join our community go to singleonpurpose.life thank you for listening be well we hope you tell a friend hey before you go i want to invite you to the single on purpose private community online it's off of social media, no ads, no algorithms. We got forums, we got live groups, we got webinars, and we have social hangs. We also have offline, in-person hangs happening soon. So check us out. Go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life, and I will see you inside.